What is up, guys? My name is Lucas. Welcome to Just Being Real, a podcast by a pastor and his wife talking about the journey and being what God called him to be, a pastor. What's up, guys? Glad you guys are here. Hope you like this podcast. Give it a subscribe. Enjoy. Well, welcome back. Man, it has been, I know for some of you, you're sitting there going, where have you been? (laughs) Well, um... It's been a crazy couple of weeks. Oh my goodness, it has. Mm-hmm. Um, so just to kind of maybe bring you up to date, Shelly, you want to kind of tell them what we've been doing? Well, a couple of weeks ago, we went to Mount Vernon, Ohio and moved our son and daughter-in-law and our little Maddie Lou That's to Alabama. They moved down here with us and yes. Logan got a job down here and they're trying to get themselves situated and... It's been a crazy little roller coaster, but it's been good. It's been real good. Oh man, we're we're loving it. We really are. Um, it would be really cool if you just we we were just able to in ministry have all of our kids around us. Yeah. Um, it but it's be. not it's not that way, and we're okay with that. And just saying it would be really good. I'm not okay with it, but you know. Yeah, I know you're not. And, and what <laughs> just do I? Being honest. What do I tell you? Take it up with the Lord. Right. Right. Okay. And I do. Yeah. So, <laughs> so. I don't know. You guys do that with your wives? That's what I do. Take it up with Jesus. That's all I say. So anyway, I mean, it gets, it gets me by on certain things. But other things, it doesn't. But anyway, <laughs> hey, but no, we, we've had a great time, though, the last couple of weeks. But man, we've missed you. It's good to be back. Yes. And uh, we've really been praying about and thinking about uh, some upcoming podcasts that we were wanting to do. Um, and we're going to talk a little bit more about, uh, we're going to kind of focus in really on on church and on uh, uh, the idea of Christianity and what it is all about and what you know, I love when people come up to me and I'll say and I'll say I'm a minister. They go, oh, I you know I don't like religion and I love the response I get when I say this back to them. Neither do I. <laughs> so, right. I, I don't like religion either. I don't either. Yeah. And so and, and they look at you like, okay, now what, what do I say to him? Right. You know. And so because to be honest with you, I don't like religion. We're going to talk about that in mm-hmm. the next couple of episodes of. Of our podcast, but it's good to be back with you guys, and uh, I'm, I'm, we've missed you. Uh, I hope you missed us. And uh, you know, Shelly, we, we always tell them there's a couple of things you can do for us uh, in helping us promote this podcast. What can they do for us? Well, they can like and subscribe, mm-hmm. and that'll bring us up in the algorithms. Yeah, you go to our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, just being real um, uh, Facebook page, man. You go on there and you can like it and follow us and. All of that good stuff. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. Uh, send us an email. I think it's uh, just being real podcast at gmail.com. Yep. And uh, you can send us an email and talk to us a little bit about, uh, maybe even give us some ideas of what you would like to hear in this dynamics between a pastor family and the church, the church and the pastor's family, and, and just all that kind of stuff. We, we just want to, what we want to do is we want to help pastors and their families um, connect better with their people, um, stay connected with their people. And we want the church body to really maybe have a glimpse into a pastor's family and what it is like and help you to understand your pastor and, and their family. And so, uh, so that's what we're here to do. That's what we're yeah. trying to do. Yeah. Right. It's been good. It's yeah. been good. We get a for effort, right? Right. But effort's not spelled as an A. I know. Whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Why do they say that? I don't know. It's okay. crazy. There's a lot of sayings out there that just doesn't make sense you know so cat's got your tongue never understood that one 
cat ain't near my tongue. Skin a cat. Skin a cat. Okay, that's a whole comedy skit, <laughs> skit that we just watched. So anyway, so let's move on. Well, hey, listen, it's good to be with you guys today. So we're, we've updated you a little bit of what we've been doing. Um, man, we got through Easter. Yeah. Tell them a little bit about Easter uh, service. Easter was wow. so awesome. We came back to one service at our church, and um, we've had two services for the last year, and... This was our first service back as one, and we were outside. That was so cool. I wish we could have service outside every Sunday. It's just beautiful in Alabama right now. Spring is phenomenal in Alabama. I learned a valuable lesson, Shelly. Sunscreen, maybe? sunscreen. (laughs) If anybody's ever seen our pictures, you kind of know that I'm I'm follically challenged. (laughs) And uh, so... And I don't have yep, a problem with I was it. sitting there watching him preach Sunday and I was like, oh man, I should go grab someone's bonnet and put it on his head because all the women in the South wear bonnets yes. on Easter Sunday. So, but yeah. I, I didn't, we didn't realize it no. until like at the end no. and it's like, I've, I've been out there for like four hours, right? you know, preparing, getting set up and all this stuff. Oh my goodness, man. I'm still, I, I look like a snake now. I've dry skin up here on the well, top of the head. at least you don't look like a Q-tip. Well, that's true. I don't look like that anymore. <laughs> man, it hurts. Yeah. Like it's the top really of your head's like really sensitive. I don't know if people know that, but it really is. So I know some of you are sitting there going, hey, move on. I don't want to hear about your work troubles. Well, that was rude, but no, I'm just kidding. Hey, listen, we want to get started here and uh, I, want to, I, want to, uh, uh, I want to share a little clip of a sermon uh, that I preached um, a while back here. And it's just a, a little segment, maybe a minute long, minute and a half long. But I want you to take a listen to that uh, sermon uh, just for a second, and we'll be right back. Do people know that you are a child of the king? Do they know that you're royalty? Do they know that you are a son and daughter of the Most High God? Do they know where your faith, your love, your hope rests in? Let me just ask you this. Are they hearing this from us? Well, that was quick, wasn't it? (laughs) Well, what we're going to talk about today is identity. Yeah. Identity. I want to share a story with you. So I I might do a lot more talking on this episode than Shelly does. Um, but you feel free to inject and interject, not inject, interject. interject. Yeah, there you mm-hmm. go. And, uh, and share uh, with whatever you want. Um, we were pastoring a church at the time. And um, I'm young in my ministry. I mean, this is only the second church I was senior pastor at. Uh, the first one I was three and a half years at. And then I moved to this church. And uh, I, I have to be honest with you, I probably was a little, a little high on my horse. Is that the correct phrase? Well, we were green too. Yeah. We were very green. Yeah. We didn't know. We were, you know, and that's what happens. There's no book that really is out there for pastors when they're starting out in ministry. You yeah. just learn on the fly. Yeah. Maybe I ought to write sometimes, that book. <laughs> right. And sometimes it gets you in trouble. Yeah. Well, so what happened was, is that uh, I went to this church and man, I, we were having success at our, our previous church. I mean, we went from 20 to 120 in three and a half years and remodeled the sanctuary. We were just, just having a blast. Wasn't looking to go anywhere, leave or anything. And, and then um, we kind of uh, felt like the Lord had been 
tweaking our hearts a little bit and tendering our hearts to the idea of, of moving and going to another church. And so we had a call, an invite to interview at this church, and we interviewed with the whole process and everything. And long story short, we end up, we, we resign our church, and we go this, to this church and become their pastor. And um, so we're, we're just like, you know, again, um, I'm just on fire, right? We're just moving. God's doing awesome things. Uh, we had a phenomenal service, like the 1st of January, first service in January 2005. And, and we were just, uh, God was just doing some crazy stuff. We went from like, like 100 to 198 or something like that. <coughs> Excuse me. And... Um, and we, so we're just having a, in less than six months. In less than six months, I mean, yeah. we we had some phenomenal it was, growth. Yeah, it was really crazy. Yeah, and and, and we so, had never experienced that. No. You know, we really didn't. So that was another thing too. That fast growth like that is not really um, always healthy. Not always healthy. Yeah. Right. Right. Especially when you really didn't have the leadership right. to hold it or or, or sustain it. Right. And so, well, so we kind of set this story up to tell you this, is that um, I, I really, uh, you know, uh, looking back now, probably didn't handle things uh, well, didn't do it exactly the way I should have done it. Um, and there were other circumstances that others had done that didn't, they didn't handle well and didn't do things maybe the right way. And so long story short, about 10 months, we resigned that church. Mm-hmm. And we resign, and uh, we leave, and we're actually invited to uh, a, a, a gentleman who was uh, part of our church that I was a youth pastor at when I first started, uh, invited us to come back, and uh, he hired me. Uh, I didn't have a church to go to, so he hired me to come there and uh, kind of, just to be honest with you, just kind of settle in, lick my wounds, and, and try to regroup. And I, I have to be honest with you, it was probably the, well, it was, it was the hardest seven months out of ministry that, I, that I'd ever experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, hardest seven months of my life, maybe I should say. Because yeah. uh, I, I didn't come into ministry until I was mid-20s, something like that. I didn't come to know Christ until I was 23, I think it was, something like that. So... Um, this story kind of moves towards the idea that I'm out of ministry. I'm not a pastor anymore at this moment. Um, I'm working in a, in a factory uh, or a kind of, a, you know, yeah, factory job really. And, um, and we're seven hours from home where our, where we were raised, uh, in West Virginia. And so, uh, and it was rough. It was really, really rough, you know? And uh, I remember um, getting phone calls from pastors and I was talking to people and, and such. And to be honest with you, I, going to church was, was very difficult for me. Uh, I remember going um, and getting there really right when the music started. I would walk in uh, with you and we had Logan at the time. And... Mm-hmm. and um, and uh, uh, and we had Luke. I'm sorry. And then I would, so when the pastor was praying at the end, I, I was up and heading to the car. Yeah, we didn't stick around for hardly anything. It was just, we were really hurting. It was a really hard time. Yeah. For us all together. 
trying to figure out what what was going on in our lives, what God was doing in our lives, mm-hmm. why we were where we were in our lives. And questioning a lot of questioning things. Questioning a lot of things. You know, um, I remember, I remember getting pretty upset with God in a car, and I remember you thinking that He was going to strike me dead, <laughs> and and you weren't behind the wheel. <laughs> so, um, and I remember just being really upset, and and asking him why because he called me I didn't ask for this he called me so why am I going through this why why am I out of ministry now you know and all that kind of stuff and so it's just it was I mean just trying to be honest and real with you right now it was hard again I didn't do everything correctly I didn't respond every time to every situation correctly Um, but I will say nor did others you know, it was a mutual, um, you know, uh, catastrophe. <laughs> well, it was a hurting church that, yes. we was, that we went to. And, you know, we have learned over the years that DSs will call you and say, hey, I have an opportunity for you. You know, and now we know when they say that, what that really means. And then they'll say, Hey, I have a church for you. And then we also know what that means. An opportunity means we have a church that is hurting. Yeah. And you know, well, the other thing too is, is that you'll, you'll interview with church boards and, and they'll, they'll say to you, Oh man, we want to change. Mm -hmm. We, we want to change. We, we want to, we want to be what Jesus wants us to be. And and then when you come in and start changing them, (laughs) they don't like it. Yeah. You know, and so you got all those things. And, and so it, the dynamics for us was, is that we were out of ministry at this moment. Uh, we're in, we're seven hours away from home and I'm, I'm miserable and I'm making you miserable. Mm-hmm. It was a tough year. Yeah. It was. And so it was about, I, I don't know. I was, I was getting phone calls from peers and everything where I was talking to him and such. And, and I remember getting a phone call from uh, a gentleman who uh, was my pastor uh, for a period of time before I went into uh, ministry. I didn't accept a call under him. There was another pastor before him and then, um, uh, or after him when I accepted the call. But, but he was there. He was at the church that I started attending for about six months. I always joked with him and said, uh, well, I ran you out when I started coming to church. And, uh, but I remember call, he, he called me and, uh, we were talking on the phone and, um, and I remember he asked a question to me. He said, Rod, when's the last time you told God you loved him? And I was like, dude, I, I'm praying all the time. I mean, I'm now, now I, I can look back now and see that that really, we have to really understand what the definition of prayer was. And that wasn't praying. <laughs> that was whining. That was moaning. That was groaning. That was crying. That was, uh, you know, um, you know, God, you're not hearing me kind of stuff. Listen to me. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what I'm talking. So it wasn't praying. It was, it was something else. Right. And, and he, he just asked me, so when's the last time you told God you loved, loved him? And I was like, it just hit me. It was like, whoa. So I got off the phone with him. And um, I remember looking at you and saying, I'm going upstairs to the bedroom. I'm going to lock the door. No matter what you hear coming from that room, do not enter it. And um, now, 
mind you, that was not me saying I was going to do harm to me. Right. That was me saying I'm getting ready to go have a a Jacob moment and yeah. wrestle yeah. with the Lord. Maybe I know. gathered the kids up and we went to McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be here for this one. Right. And so I didn't know that. But uh, anyway. So I go upstairs, and um, again, this is about, we're, we're out of ministry for about four months now. And I go upstairs, and, um, and in honesty, um, I just, I let it all out, how I felt, what was going on. Um, and then I sit and I listened. And I'll never forget the Holy Spirit's presence in that room that night. I just, I'll never forget it. And, and it was so, it was so comforting. It was so sweet. It was so assuring, but yet it was so convicting. And it was like, I, I came to this realization and, and really this is what I want to talk about tonight. I came to the realization that I was living a false identity. I, I thought my identity was in being a pastor, was in the title, was in the position. See, I thought that was my identity. I thought, okay, that's what's going to make Rod Kincaid. That's who he is. That's, I'm, I'm serving you, Jesus. And I, I'm, that's, that's who I am. I'm one of yours. I'm one of your servants. But that servant has a title. It's a pastor. It's the pastor of this church. Or pastor of a church. And so when, when I came to realize that I had this false identity and truly where my identity was to be was in Christ. Right. That was to be my identity. Well, and I think that's too where we were just young and naive and learning and, you know, it's just one of those areas that I think the Lord just needed to grow us. Can I be honest with you? I really wish I had somebody to tell me this. Mm-hmm. Because I got lost in my identity of being a servant, of being a pastor, of being this title of whatever. And and really what what was to be was my identity was to be Christ-like. Yeah. Was to, to be to be him, right? Mm-hmm. He's my identity, right? Right. When you see me, you should see Jesus, right? You should not see Rod Kincaid, the pastor. Well, we get caught up in the works part of it, mm-hmm. and in ministry, and right. You know, too many times, yeah. That that just kind of hook, line, and sinker us. Well, here's where things kind of changed. Was for me that night. Because I remember sitting on the floor, leaning up against the bed. Snot and tears everywhere. Sorry for the description, but that's the truth. And I remember saying to the Holy Spirit that night, if I never preach again, I'm good with it. If I never preach again, because... I do not want my identity to be a pastor. I want it to be Jesus. That's what I wanted. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, and I'm telling you, 
From that moment on, everything shifted. It changed. It, it's, it was phenomenal. I, I know that, that some of you out there that might be listening to this podcast uh, right now, you might be able to relate to this. Some of you might have this eye-opening moment right now where you're going, that's me. I have lost myself in my position, in the title. And I have not allowed my identity to be Christ. You see, because here's what I know, and here's what scripture tells us, right, Shelly? Here's what scripture tells us. It tells us we are sons and daughters of the Most High God. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. I mean, we are treasured by him. We are loved by him. I, I tell my people all the time, I said, God loves me so much. My picture is on his refrigerator. Nobody else's. I'm his favorite. Now, I know that's not true, but that's how I look at it. Because that's how God sees me. I am favored by him. He does love me. And so scripture, it, it, throughout all, I mean, throughout scripture, it tells us this, right? I mean, do you have some scripture references there you want to share? Yeah, I have one here. I'm looking at, trying to see. Um, Isaiah 43, 1. No, I'm sorry. Romans 8, 14 and 15. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you do not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by whom you would cry, Abba, Mm. Father. Mm. That's who we are. Mm -hmm. See, it just so happens that he's asking me to preach. He's asking me to share the gospel. But, But my identity is not there. My identity is in Christ, the one who's asking me to do these things. And so I, I really, the thing I want to, I hope that comes across here today with this podcast for those who are listening, for pastors, male or female, doesn't matter, for pastors, please make sure your identity is in Christ and not in your position. Well, too many times I, we do that in our lives. I mean, even as moms, you know, I have oh, found my dad myself. Did it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I found myself being lost in my kids, you know, and then when my kids are getting older, I'm going, oh, my word. You know, mm-hmm. my husband and I, you know, mm-hmm. we've, we've worked on our relationship throughout the years, but not as hard <laughs> as we did after our kids were gone because yeah. we didn't have our kids to fill in the gap for us, for a reason for us to be together. I mean, not that they're our only reason. No, I know what you mean. But you know what you're, I mean? You're right. I mean, we just, yeah. we were, had to stop and take a look at ourselves as they got older and say, mm-hmm. okay, time out. You know, we got to change this. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, we're going to look at each other and go, who are you after they're all grown and in, in, yeah. in their own lives? Well, my dad uh, really struggled with this when he retired. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, I didn't get permission to share this, but he probably is not listening to it anyway. So <laughs> anyway, but he told me, I watched it really, to be honest with you. When he retired, see, he retired 
But before that, he was Larry the whatever, not the cable guy. That's not my dad. Right. But it's Larry the the whatever shop foreman. It's Larry the 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 vice president. It's Larry the whatever, right? And then when he retired, it, it was no longer Larry the whatever. It was Larry, and he had a hard time with this. Yeah. Why? Because his identity was wrapped up in the title, in in the position, in what he was doing. And so I remember sitting there telling him, I said, Dad, you just got a new title now. He goes, what do you mean? I said, how about you be Larry, the husband of yeah. mom, right? And, and, and I helped him realize, and now, you know, my dad's come to realize he's He's not Larry the husband. He's he's literally Larry the son of the Most High God. I mean, he's he's a Sunday school and teach in 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 in, uh, in our church back in our home church. Um, this is who he is. He understands that identity now. And and I I I really I there, I think there are I think there are things out there that can cause ministers to slip up and and start buying into this. I think one of those things is uh, compliments. Oh yeah. I think you really got to be careful well, when you got a bunch of language is words, words of affirmation. Of affirm- yeah. You got to be careful with that. When yeah. you got people coming up to you going, "Pastor, that's that's the most phenomenal sermon I've ever heard anybody preach." Ah, come on. <laughs> right. If if that's the most let me take you back to Matthew chapter 5. Uh, I think that's where uh, you know, the Sermon on the Mount started. Mm-hmm. That's the greatest sermon ever preached. Right. You know, I mean, but but I understand what they're saying. They're complimenting, they're encouraging. And it, it may, well, it it really may have moved them. Yeah. It may have moved them. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right. We got to be careful because really this isn't our material. Right. This is the Holy Spirit's it's material. We're just, giving us, yeah. we're just vessels. Right. Allowing him to use us to bring forth God's word. And so you got to be, you got to be careful that. But I'll say on the flip side of that. You know, if somebody comes up and says, you're the worst pastor I've ever heard preaching. Uh, no, you're not. Don't, listen, I've always said it like this. I said, look, I'm not as good as some people will say I am, but I'm not as bad as some people will say I am either. Right. So I'm just kind of somewhere in between there. I'm, I'm, I'm just trusting the Holy Spirit and letting him work through me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, but I, I think we got to be careful with that. I think one of the things we got to be careful with is compliments. Yeah. Don't don't let that um, become something that starts driving you mm-hmm. uh, to where you got to have more and you got to have more and you got to have more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think so with that. Um, I'm Shelly is is for for ministers, pastors, spouses. I mean, just for you. Um, I mean, have you struggled with this identity aspect? Oh my. Wow, where do I even begin? I know when we were first in ministry, I had a hard time figuring out who I was, what what my role was as a pastor's wife. You know, how do I dress? How do I look? You had to learn how to play piano. Oh, good night. Right? And, you know, lead the women's I can't Bible tell you study. how many people ask me, you know, do I play piano? Do I sing? You know, all this stuff. And, man, you can get so wrapped up in positions. But but also these false things that people will place yeah. on you. Yeah. That you start to be believe that, oh, that I is the way I'm supposed that. to be. I have to be that like is, that. Yeah, that is my like identity. That. I have right. to, yeah. And it took me a couple years to really work through it. Um, I, yeah, I really struggled with it. 
But once I got through it, I look back and I laugh at some of the crazy things that I tried. I mean, because I had some really great examples growing up. Um, Sue Smith was my pastor's wife growing up, and she was phenomenal. I could never fill her shoes. Mm -hmm. I really couldn't. The thing I remember about Sue is she was a great listener, and she was someone that would just pray with you if you needed prayer. Mm. You know, if you were at the altar, she yeah. would always come and pray with you. Wow. And, <clears throat> you know, that meant a lot to me um, in my years, early years growing up. So I kind of remember that um, as one thing that I really, I really thought, you know, if I can pull anything from, you know, different pastor's wives I knew, that mm -hmm. is one thing I would pull from her. Yeah. You know, I always try to be a good listener. You know, I have sometimes a hard time mm -hmm. staying focused, yeah. but, you know, I think it's important to be a good listener too. But, yeah, it was, it was a struggle for me, but once I worked through it, I think I came out on the other end of it. I, but I think it's 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 been a journey that really, boy, if you look back, at least I'm thinking, if we could have not had to journey down that path, how much further along would we be right now in our walk with Christ? And what I mean by that is, is that, you know, having things placed upon you, you have to then work through and get those things removed from you spiritually right but i think it was important because honestly when mm. i look back all that was was religion oh yeah that's, that's what that i mean was. we had to work through that mm -hmm. i was raised in a church that was religious mm -hmm. that was it there was no god there was no relationship it was religion right and there was a god but you had to work to get to him i don't ever right? remember feeling the presence of the Holy Spirit when I was younger. Mm, okay. You know, I don't. Okay. I right. just remember having to dress a certain way, have to look a certain way, have to act a certain way. And if I didn't act a certain way, I was going to be in trouble. You know. It's with just, who? With my, fa my parents. Right. You know, or yeah. with the pastor or uh -huh. with the principal of the school. You know, it just depends where I was at. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, I, I stayed in trouble all the time. <laughs> but, yeah. you know. It was, that's all that was, is religion. And that needed to be broken off of us. Yeah. But that became taken, your, that became your identity yeah, though, right? It did. it did. Yeah. And so, and, and I'll say this, I mean, you don't have to be in church very long. Mm -mm. If you're not careful, yeah. religion becomes your identity. Yes. It can become your identity. Yeah. Well, pastor, this is the way we've always done it. Yeah. I mean, if it's not done like this, Jesus ain't here. Right. Oh, come on. Right. Right. You know, I, I mean, I was just having a discussion with somebody uh, uh, earlier today, and we we're talking about, um, you know, uh, the Holy Spirit and all that kind of stuff, and and we were saying, well, you know, you gotta you gotta do this first in order to have this happen, and then this will happen, and and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, um, no, um, I can take you and show you three examples in Scripture that it happened the opposite way. 
See, we but but we try to systemize it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we try to if it doesn't look a certain way, right? And we say, okay, the process has to be this. Boom, boom, boom. And if the process, if you don't go through the process like this, well, then uh, you're you're not. You know, how do we know we're going to lose you? You're going to slip through the cracks. Right. You're going to whatever. Where's the room for the Holy Spirit to move and, and, and work? And I'm not saying that 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 the the, the Holy Spirit's can't be there in, in systematic steps. Right. Right. I'm just saying that that I could, I could show you an example after example in scripture where it wasn't the same way, you know, for everybody. Yeah. It wasn't. Yeah. Right. I mean, if if, look at King David, it wasn't exactly the same way as it was for Abraham. Um, go to Paul. Paul was totally different than, than, then Matthew and, and John, and they were disciples, and Paul was this guy who was crucifying the church, and then all of a sudden he has this encounter and sees Jesus, right? So it didn't happen the same way as everybody else. You know, you see where uh, Paul actually experiences Christ on the road to Damascus, is blind, and then he comes and is, um, uh, uh, you know, his, uh, what, what is Ananias comes and, and prays over him, and the, the, the scales come off mm-hmm. and, and he's able to see again. Uh, and then he goes and gets baptized, right? Mm-hmm. He's already had a baptism of the Holy Spirit right. before that. And then he goes and gets, gets baptized. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? By water, right. baptized him by water. So, so we have to, we have to be careful and not allow ourselves to be so become so stingent. Yeah. And, and, and what happens is, is that it starts to become your identity. Well, you have to be flexible to let the Holy Spirit move yeah. and work the way he wants to exactly. manifest through exactly. you. And I mean, if we, if we was to say, it's got to be this way, it's got to, it's black and white. It's not black and white. No, you know, and I'm not saying there's multiple ways to Christ. I am not That's saying that at all. At all. No. But what I am saying is we have to be willing to be an open vessel to whatever the Holy Spirit wants to do, because it may not look like <laughs> the way you receive Christ. It may not look that way nope. for someone else. Nope. And the Lord may need to use you mm-hmm. for something. You just got to be ready for it. Got to be ready. Yeah. We kind of open, we kind of start our day off, don't we, with a prayer. Mm-hmm. We pray to the Lord and say, Lord, um, here's our agenda for the day. But if you decide to wreck it and yeah. do something different, we're okay with it. Just remind us. <laughs> I always put that PS in there. Please remind us because sometimes I get a little crazy when my yeah. day gets wrecked. And then like 10, 15 minutes into it after I'm like ah, screaming yeah. about something, I realize, okay, maybe this is the Lord wrecking and I missed it. Yeah. So, yeah. well, I remember the first day we prayed that. Yeah. And about 10 minutes later, right. you wrecked it. It was wrecked and I missed it. Yes, we did. I, I did. I was 15 freaking minutes out. In yeah. It. Yeah. 15 minutes into it and I'm freaking out and I'm like, and I stopped and I was like, oh my word. Okay. <laughs> I think the Lord decided to wreck something. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we missed the mark. Yeah. So it's really easy to do that because a wreck in your day doesn't necessarily mean a God moment. It may mean that God's going to use you to show somebody Mm -hmm. 
what it would look like to be Jesus. Well, maybe, maybe and that's what our situation was. Yeah. We were ready to take someone's head off. Yeah. I was going to say, maybe it wasn't a God moment. Maybe, uh, maybe a, a part in your day where you look like it, it looked like it's being wrecked. Yeah. is not actually the enemy. Right. Uh, and it might be the enemy. We were, we were immediately thinking, what is the enemy doing here? Yes. Today? Go yes. Ahead, let's go to prayer. But, you know, but it could be just God allowing something yeah. to take place that needs to take place in order for something to get going in, in the right yeah. direction. Well, and I think I remember that moment we stopped and prayed. And after we prayed, we realized, oh my goodness, we had told the Lord he could wreck our day. Yeah. And we could have really wrecked the moment yeah. by opening our mouths and spewing some ugly venom. stuff because it was it was about our, our son. Yep. You know, and Mama was coming out, man. Yeah, she was. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and I had to back pretty. up and say, "Okay, time out. The Lord's doing this for a reason, so I have to let it happen." Well, listen. We want to take a moment now and just kind of wrap this up. Yeah. I, I don't know if you have any other verses that you want to just share. Romans eight fourteen: For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. Mm. That's so, the key. Amen. Yeah. You know, led by the Spirit. Are you mm -hmm. led by the Spirit? Do you daily get up and say, Lord, here's my agenda. But if mm -hmm. you decide to wreck it, mm -hmm. just remind me. Yeah. I, I, I talk to people sometimes, Shell, and I, I know you do too. And, and they'll say to me, I, I, don't, I don't hear God speak to me. Mm. And can I just tell you, whoever might be saying that, he's speaking. He is. He is speaking. Sometimes you just got to be in that awkward, silent moment. Yeah. Don't be afraid of those awkward, silent moments. No. Just be open. Yeah. See, don't get lost in your identity. Yeah. As long, unless your identity, you, you know it is, is in Christ. Right. That's your identity. Yep. Absolutely. So I want to challenge pastors today. Check yourself. Make sure your identity is in him, not in your position. Yeah. And, and you know how you can check? If you were to walk away today or you were to be told you're no longer a pastor today of a church, you okay with it? Are you okay with it? Mm. Ask yourself that. If you're not okay with it, there might be an identity crisis here. Yeah. But if you are, I, I would say you're probably, you're good to go. Really. Don't lie to yourself either. Don't, don't sit there going, oh, no, I'm fine. I'd be okay with it. I don't like those people anyway. <laughs> so, no, seriously, honestly. Um, so, I, I just challenge you on that. Um, I, I will challenge, uh, you know, spouses out there as well. Um, man, be careful. Don't let people put false identities on you. Right. Like, start attaching certain things. You got to look this way. Well, you got to look like Sister So-and-so when she was here. And you got to act like Sister So-and-so or, or Mr. So-and-so or whatever when, when they and were here. And there's always going to be somebody. Yep, yep always going to be somebody whether you're a pastor or a pastor's wife someone's going to say something about the way you look the yeah. way you act yeah the way you know it's not going to meet up to their standards mm -hmm. but that's not whose standards you want to meet up no, to. no not at all hey this has been good it really has been i hope that you guys have enjoyed this um we'd love to hear from you seriously um call us we've uh, we've had a couple of individuals that have reached out to us uh, over the last uh, few weeks and months and uh, man, we've got to actually got to connect with some of them, and uh, we'd love to connect with you as well. Um, listen, I, I I'm I'm grateful for you listening. 
I hope that this is impacting your life uh, in a positive way because that's what we want this to do. So uh, until we're able to get back together again, sounds good? Have a good one. What we used to say to each other? Oh, it's the bald and the beautiful. Oh, Lord. Signing off. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, God bless you. Take care now. Have a good one. Bye-bye.